Welcome to Alpine Comics Podcast, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the return of Prime with Ross. Hi. <laughs> Ross was Prime. And CBS, which would be me. Uh, today we're doing, <laughs> we're gonna be doing episode number 162. And this is a take two episode. The original 162 did not get recorded, um, so we're gonna try to do those books for the next episode, um, me and 45. Had the recorder, we had a backfire, so you know. Darn it. Yeah, it was a, it's pretty aggravating. Anyhow, so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Godzilla, because that just came out. Godzilla vs. Kong? Yep, Godzilla vs. Kong. Alright. Um, as far as, like, news, I don't really have any news for stuff. I don't have much either, right, this instant. Um, I mean, Marvel, the whole switch of Marvel using different distributors is still a thing. We're still learning more rules about that, so I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, but that's about it for that, I mean... Other than the stuff we already talked about, sort of. Roger, you know any news at all? Nah, I don't have any news. Fired. I know. Slacking. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, so yeah, a little bit different. We normally, you know, I mean, if you listen to the show before, you know we usually talk about books, which is fine, because we also talked about movies before, too, so... It's true. Yeah. I think the last one I was on, we talked about movies. Maybe. We might have, actually. Star Wars, I think. Was it Star Wars? Maybe it was on a regular one since then, but we definitely did the Star Wars one, too. That's true, we definitely did. Um, you were on the, the 140, 145, I think. Was that after that? I don't remember. Maybe. Time's a crazy thing. Yeah, it is. That's very true. Uh, so this is the 2021 release of Godzilla vs. King Kong. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Uh, Ross, what do you know about Godzilla vs. King Kong? Well, to be technical, the movie's Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, that's right. Because there's crazy rights with King Kong. Oh. But, uh, there was an old movie, too, that was King Kong vs. Godzilla. <laughs> it's the other way around. Um, yeah, it's, it's the fourth movie in the legendary MonsterVerse series. Fourth and maybe the last, maybe. So what was the first one? Uh, Godzilla that came out in 2014. Is that the Eric Taylor Thomas one with the... What's his name from Malcolm in the Middle? Is the... Brian Cranston. Brian yeah. Cranston, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So that's the first one. So what was the second one then? Uh, Kong Skull Island was the second one. Okay. And the third one would be the Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters, Godzilla. And this one, and this one's kind of a nice kind of cap to all of them. Um, it's definitely more of a Kong movie than a Godzilla movie, but it does tie into all the movies in general, so kind of a cool thing. Right. Well, it has a mixture of characters from both franchise movies, so like, we get like her dad, and on the Kong side of things, I guess there's not really anybody from the Kong side save the one... The one scientist, right? The African-American scientist? The kid? Yeah, none of them were in this one. None of the Kong people. Um, mainly because the Kong movie was in the 70s, the first one. Um, in King of the Monsters, 
he had the older version of the kid that was in Kong Skull Island. Oh, but right. he didn't actually show up in this movie at all, surprisingly enough. Yeah, it's weird. Of the, all the people that returned, we didn't have anybody from that side. That's kind of weird. We have brand new people from that side. Right. Scientist lady and the uh, little girl. So, and here's the cool thing, and I'm not sure because these books haven't come out yet to know, but there's going to be two prequel uh, trades coming out, and one that's like the Godzilla side of things, and one that's the Kong side of things. And supposedly the Kong one does more to connect um, as far as it's got that guy in it, and it has the new little girl and the lady from the new movie, and they kind of are all together for a little bit in that, and connect those two pieces a little bit better than what we saw in the movie, so. Right. And, like, uh, a couple of test pages that you showed me with our Godzilla side, seems to be Godzilla putting down all the other monsters. Yeah, it looks like it. Like, all the other um, monsters that they made for King of the Monsters. So not like Rodan and uh, Ghidorah, but, like, the crazy mammoth monster that was Behemoth and... Right. The spider squid thing was crazy, and I think Skilla, Skyla, I don't I remember its name say now. Names, I don't remember. I remember Behemoth, but only because he looked like a giant uh, elephant. He's crazy, yeah, he's cool, because he's like a sloth elephant thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, as far as the character, whenever we get to this movie, all those other characters are supposed to have been dealt with. And I was kind of wondering, because at, at the very start of this movie, um, when it's doing like the opening credits... It, it's like a fighting bracket between the two of them. And in Godzilla's, it has, it pulls up pictures of those ones and it says defeated and has like an X next to him. And I'm like, he didn't really defeat him. He kind of just like, cause the end of the other movie, you know, it ends with all of them like bowing down to him. Right. And so it was like they, yeah, they all just followed underneath him as the king of the monsters since the name of the movie. Uh huh. Since they weren't being controlled anybody anymore by Monster X. Right, yeah, because uh, Ghidorah woke him up in in that movie. They were all in a kind of like a, a slumber of some sort. And when Ghidorah made his call, he woke all of them up. And then, yeah, and they all bowed down to, uh, to, not to Kong, to Godzilla, because Godzilla beat Ghidorah. At the very end of things? Right. So the biggest question then, during all that stuff going on, where was Kong? Was he already in the crazy fake world they showed us? So... Um, Do we know where he was? Yes, he he was on Skull Island. Right. And there was a scene that was not in the movie that was in uh, the novel for the movie where when Ghidorah makes his, like, crazy call that wakes everything up, Kong hears it, and Kong's just like, whatever, I don't care. Because Kong is also, like, uh, Alpha, one of the, the titans in the... But when Ghidorah does that, he wakes up all the skull crawlers that were in. And so there's like a whole sequence that we don't actually see in the movie of Kong having to fight off all the different what's crawlers. left of the new, of the old mm-hmm. skull crawlers. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. So that's a piece that they cut out of it. This is in the novel then. Right. Hmm. And I don't know if it's more of a cut out or more of like, we can't make this work for the movie, so. Sure. We'll, we'll put it in the book instead type of thing, but. It's pretty cool. And, uh, 
you know, I guess that's skipping ahead pretty far in the movie, but speaking of the skull crawlers, they get quite the little twist to them in this movie. That oh, yeah. Yeah, as far as the thing, like, yeah, there were, you were telling me about a set picture you saw, and that's interesting, like, the whole shift between those two things. Right. Otherwise. Right. So I guess uh, I guess we should probably let people know there there will be spoilers for oh yeah Godzilla versus Kong. If you haven't seen Godzilla versus Kong and you plan to see it, I guess now would be the time to stop. Right. The good news is is you can go see it in your theater, or if you have HBO Max, you can see it in there, or you can do like I did and go see it in the theater and then watch it on HBO Max four times after you saw it in theaters. <laughs> so man, <laughs> I mean I did I did want to watch another movie, Dave and. Uh, Dean and, uh, oh gosh, uh, someone else is with us. Is it Nick, maybe? Anyway, yeah, we want to watch it in the theater, so awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'd say if you can't see it in a theater, it's a it's a good theater movie, for sure. Sure. <laughs> Action sequences, if nothing else. Uh-huh. Big monsters fighting, so it makes perfect sense. And uh, if there's anything this movie does really good, it, that's what it like, lives off of, basically, or the monster fights in this movie. Whereas, like, the first Godzilla movie, of this new, of the MonsterVerse stuff, that first one, you know, anytime the, they would go to fight, with the exception of the very, very, very last one, they would always cut away. Like, as soon as they started fighting, they'd cut down to, like, a person's point of view, or it would cut down to, like, a totally different scene, or... A newscast recording it, or yeah, we followed in the first, in the first one of them, we followed our main character like through the whole movie. The Aaron, Aaron Tanatalvis's character, uh huh. Whoever, I don't remember what his character name even was. I, I don't either, actually. And I watched it like that. It was such a big tonal shift because I watched that one right before I saw uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and they almost don't feel like. Other than Godzilla looking similar, they don't feel like they fit together very good because of how crazy different the tone is between those movies. <laughs> right. Well, as far as the thing, I mean, casting-wise, it was Aaron Taylor Thomas and then Elizabeth Olsen mm-hmm. were, like, our main two after they bump off Cranston. Right. So, like, as far as characters are concerned, there's a handful of other, like, people, but other than... The doctor, the, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember what his name is. Serizawa. Serizawa. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the only other recurring character in anything else. Mm-hmm. And he only gets one more movie, and then we do away with him, too. Right. So. So there is a, and I don't know if you caught this when you were watching a movie, but they do tie him into the, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Really? So the bad guy, not like the main bad guy, but like his assistant. Guy, the guy that wants wants wears the, the headgear to drive the monster. The, the pilot, yeah. He he's his name is Ren Serizawa, Ray Serizawa. Well, that's crazy. And I guess it's supposed to be his son. And I'm actually I'm curious for the novel of this movie to come out because I'm sure it'll explain a little bit more about like why he doesn't oh, like Godzilla and what his. Well, I can understand why like Godzilla. I mean, it's the result of his father dying. Whether it was death by, regardless, it's a, it's a death right. because of, even though it was like a selection to save everything else, uh-huh. it doesn't change the fact. Interesting. No, I didn't realize that. Like, I remember hearing that, I guess, but I never yeah, really and they, about it. they really blow over it, because they only say his name when he introduces him to the um, 
the Hollow Earth guy, the guy that knows, you know. The guy who believes in the Hollow Earth story, uh-huh. or the, the brother of the guy who died. Right. Yeah. That's real vague. I don't remember that dude's name either. I, yeah, so that's, I guess that goes to show you kind of like how memorable most of the characters are in this movie. Right. In all of them in general. I mean, like, we know Sarazawa because he happens multiple times. Well, multiple Godzilla movies. And he's a reference to the original Godzilla movie. Um, But yeah, most of the people in this movie are not um, super, super memorable, I would say. With the exception of the little girl that is, like, their communication with Kong. Right. And even, I can't remember her name now either, so... (laughs) Which is more bad on my part, because they, they say her name several times, and and she plays a really good part in this movie. I just can't remember. No, yeah. And again, the movie's not really about the people. It's about the... The monster fights. It's about the monsters, really. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess that makes it makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you her name either. Right. And granted, I only watched the movie the one time, but... Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. It's good enough to watch twice. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad. Really bad. <laughs> Um, I liked her character in that it ties back to the original Kong, and they explained that she was part of those native people that were in the Kong Skull Island, but when that storm moved a little bit, it wiped out all those people, and Kong saved her, so he, he, she was like his one connection, anyhow. And some interesting things in that is as that little girl is actually played by a deaf actress, and oh, so really? they oh. communicate with sign language the whole time, which adds a cool part to that movie where she actually teaches Kong sign language right. after part of it. But yeah, that's a pretty big like a giveaway during the... At one point, our main doctor lady doesn't know that he knows. Right. And so she's like trying to sign language and talk to the girl, and the girl's like, yeah, he doesn't believe you. And she's like, well, how do you know that? He's like, he told me. And then Kong sign languages to her. And then, yeah, it's a cool thing. Right. It's really cool because you kind of think that, like, there might be some understanding between, you know, between Kong and the people in the Kong movie and between Godzilla and, like, Sarazawa in the last movie because they have their moment where, like, it's almost like he understands but you don't really know. And now we actually have communication between... The two things, right? For Kong with the uh, with the little girl, and I get eventually by that point with the doctor too, because he's talking right. to both of them, right? So yeah, pretty cool like connection there, because otherwise, I mean, there's no there's no uh, signs of communication save for that, uh-huh. which I mean that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, as far as like setup for the movie. I mean, we really, we open up and Godzilla's just messing stuff up. Like, he shows up and he destroys his factory, well, science lab factory place. Uh-huh. And initially, no one has any idea what's going on. Well, and it's really weird, because Godzilla, up to this point, I mean, he's destroyed stuff, but it, it's all been in, like, him trying to stop something else. Right. And so this is more like Godzilla just, like, taking out stuff and it not making much sense why he's doing it. Right. So, like, destruction-wise, yeah, he... He's basically just destroying what appears to be just buildings full of people, and like that's the way the news sells it. Uh-huh. Is that he's just got a rampage, which I mean, if it was a rampage movie, that would make a lot of sense, but, right? 
But we already did that, right? And that was with The Rock, and yep. it wasn't really for the same it was reason. almost the either. same thing, but not really. Very similar. <laughs> but, um, it, it's just such a, it's a weird thing for Godzilla in these movies. And it seems like no one, everyone's just like, oh, he changed. He's just bad now. That's, you know. Yeah, which is a little weird, because we, we know that from all the other stuff, he only attacked when provoked. Uh, and, like, we went through all that second movie to basically explain that. Yeah, and him being, like, the protector of people and fighting alongside people. and Right, trying to destroy the other monsters because they just don't care. Uh-huh. And whether he cares or not, I mean, I guess he's within question. But, nevertheless, that whole movie was to iron out that Gizmo does this because uh, he doesn't want the Earth destroyed. And all the other monsters don't really care. Right. It's not really that he's like, I love people. It's more like... He he likes. I don't know if it's that he likes anything really. It's that he's protecting his home, basically. Right, protecting the earth. Uh huh. Yeah, like as a thing, it, it seems like weird that they all all the scientists are just like, man, I guess he just decided to kill all of us. Uh huh. Because that seems a little. I mean, it's sort of far reach, I think, than anything else. Right. Well, and I I really like like the kind of tonal shift there. Because it was cool, in the original Godzilla, Godzilla was just a destroyer, basically. He just came on Earth and just started wiping out Japan. And then in the sequel movies, he started becoming more of, like, a hero, and less of, like, a, I'm just going to destroy everything type of thing. Right. So it was kind of interesting to start this with him going right back to being... The destroyer? Yeah. And, of course... This is when we get introduced to, oh my, um, her name is Maddie. Oh, Madison. Yeah. I can't remember her last name. Oh my gosh. Madison. Russell? Russell. That makes sense. Yeah. And she's, um, Millie Bobby Brown from the last movie. And of course, she's like, this doesn't make sense. Because she was in the last movie, and, you know, she knows what Godzilla's like. But no one's, no one's believing her at all. Well, she's a kid. Why would you listen to the kid? And the only person that she thinks is on the same page as her is a podcast guy that she listens to. And Which is foolish, because none of us are on anyone's side. Right, exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't listen to us about Which anything. Conspiracy theory weirdos. <laughs> yeah, just wait till Steve talks to you about um, the Mandela effect. Man, it's a real thing. I know it makes you mad, but it's a real Whatever. thing. Whatever. Real thing. <laughs> anyway... Um, so we get introduced to her and her friend, and they go off to meet... The conspiracy theory guy. Right. Because he seems to have a lot of ideas, which we find out the reason he has so many ideas is because he works inside one of the companies that's been building all this weird tech, uh-huh. and it's one of the companies that was connected to the whole building monsters in the first place. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So this this company didn't exist in the movies until this movie. Right. And I'm kind of curious how they connect back. Because, so there was a post credit scene in King of the Monsters. Right. Where the bad guy in that movie goes and buys Ghidorah's head that was bitten off towards the start of the movie. Right. On the black market. And somehow this company now has possession of that. And they don't really explain it, but I bet there is. Like, yeah. an explanation in there somewhere. They kind of act like the, 
our current CEO guy is the same dude, but he's not. Right. They, they, not even name-wise. Yeah, no, it's not even close to the same thing. But they, it's almost like they want you to think he might be. Well, their look is similar because they both have beards, I guess. Yeah, maybe. They're both older dudes, but yeah, they're not. They're not the same guy. They're not the same name. He's not the same actor. No. So no, it's definitely not the same thing at all. But um, what I liked about this company... So, first time watching... Um, this movie, the, the, what threw me off about the movie is, you know, none of them are realistic because they're giant monsters and stuff. But like that first Godzilla movie in Kongskull Island, at the very least, you could kind of see how they could be set in our world, like in a normal world. Sure. And King of the Monsters kind of pushed the limits on that with their crazy underwater bases and stuff, but even that one was still, you know, the monsters are all giant animals, and you can kind of, like, do research and figure out how, why they might be doing what they're doing and, and that sort of thing. And then this movie happens, and all of a sudden they have flying cars and, like, underwater shuttle tunnels and stuff, and you're like, what the heck? It's a lot of super science stuff. It kind of goes way more to the unbelievable side of things. But I guess if you have a crazy, super um, advanced, you know, robotics company, I guess you could kind of see how that, you know, the, the general public doesn't see that typically, and maybe they do have crazy, you know, we flying cars. We call there's a bunch of flying cars circling around the middle of Earth in Japan. Right. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, what year is Back to the Future supposed to happen in? Oh, hey, Back to the Future 2 is supposed to happen in. It's like... That thing's 2021. The <laughs> no, the original one, no. The sequel, man. Oh. When we get the flying cars. No, it was like 2017. We've definitely already passed oh, yeah. it. So those cars definitely exist, just underground. We just don't have them here yet? We just don't know about them? No, I can't trust people driving flying cars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> can't trust people who drive regular cars. Flying cars. No no way. Oh, man. You can't trust them. No way. <laughs> Underground, though, in like a subterranean tunnel system, maybe. You're going to fly in the center of the Earth, and I guess it sort of makes sense. Right. I will give you that the, the brother who died off camera, just to give our Hollow Earth guy, like, motivation, seemed kind of like something we should have seen somewhere. Yeah. Because he's not like a namesake we know from anything. Because no. all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, by the way, his brother died trying to go to the center of the earth because gravity is crazy. And it crushed all of them. Right. Oh, here's a super science you need. Eh. Yeah. That was a little willy-nilly, I think. But yeah, there was definitely some like, we just need to get the plot going here, so... uh yeah, dead body. brother, so... Yeah. That'll, that'll motivate him. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a bad motivation by any means, but it seems like something that should have been another movie, maybe. Right. Well, and the whole Hollow Earth thing, so that's something that's been happening since Kong Skull Island, where uh, John Goodman's character in that movie, that was like his whole theory, was that the Earth was hollow, and that's, you know, there were pockets where you could go from one part of the world to the other part and just skip miles and miles because you were going through the Earth. Right. Well, the island, the whole reason they were going there is because they thought it was one of the openings. Right. That's the whole reason they were going there. So, like, that's been a theme through all, all these movies, really. Right, since that one, yeah, because then King of the Monsters, you had the whole scene where they try to track down Godzilla, and all of a sudden they, they go deep into the ocean and they skip, you know, to a whole different part of the world. Right. 
when we see the crazy, like, temple on, on the water. Right. So, like, it's not like this is the first movie that's done that. It just is the first one we've, I think we said Hollow Earth. Because I don't feel like... Well, they, they, definitely, they definitely said it in the last ones, too. Did they? But what I'm kind of confused, I guess, not confused, I don't know. So in the last one, they must not have gone to the Hollow Earth when they found Godzilla's, like, home. It must have just been, like, a crazy tunnel to, that went to, you know... Well, was that Because none of them got crushed. They no. went through that thing, and none of them, you know... Well, they were in a submarine, but it also wasn't... After we've seen the Hollow Earth now, uh-huh. where they went in the sub was definitely in the water. It wasn't in the yeah. Hollow it Earth. wasn't like the same thing, but yeah. Anyway, I guess I guess you could say it was more like evidence toward that being a thing that might exist. And then by this movie, you know, you find out they've got like tracking and stuff, and they can see a generic map of of all those tunnels and where they go. Right. The part that was weird to me is why did we have to go to Antarctica? So the whole the whole plot point becomes we need to get Kong to the Hollow Earth because he's gonna show the they don't know they're showing the bad guys yet, but basically they're gonna show the bad guys where this crazy power source is in the Hollow Earth and that Kong can get them there. He doesn't really know it, but he can do it if they if they put him in the right direction, he'll get them there. And I guess they have to go to Antarctica to do that. It's because there's a hole in the polar ice caps. That's why it's all... If you look at Google Earth, it's the reason it's blacked out up there. Oh, okay. It actually is. Is it? Yeah. It's yeah. a full-on thing. There's holes on both sides of the Earth. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I was... So why I was lost on that, because I'm like, if the opening's on Skull Island... Why I go back Why do we have to go all the way to Antarctica to... Right. Because plot. Because we have to have... Kong on the ocean so that he can fight Godzilla on the ocean. <laughs> right, the first, first battle. Right. But yeah, I guess the pockets where the the monsters on Skull Island were coming from weren't necessarily really connected to the Hollow Earth, I guess. Even though it should have been, as right. John Goodman thought. But yeah, like the opening they had found as a main opening, of course, is the polar ice caps because conspiracy theories. Uh... <laughs> Research Hollow Earth people. There's all kinds of conspiracy stuff on the internet for it. <laughs> it's a fallen thing, man. It's it doesn't crazy. surprise me. That, that's crazy, but it doesn't surprise me that they would have taken inspiration from a oh sure from a like a real a real thing, not I a mean, conspiracy thing. Conspiracy thing. Yeah, let's go with. I mean, there's a reason why no country owns that area, mostly because of rules with NATO, I guess. Or what's the uh, United Nations? That's what it is. Well, there's all been decisions that no one's going to own that area because they don't want anybody to get inside the Hollow Earth. <laughs> I will give you, once we get to the Hollow Earth, I was really surprised there were Nazis there because that's generally what happens. Right. Generally. More dinosaurs, but... So, speaking of that, skipping way, way ahead, I'm thinking that, that in the Hollow Earth there were people at one point because I don't think Kong's, like... Um, ancestors made his crazy throne room. And if you look, when they show that throne room, there's like a little human-sized door underneath his throne. Oh. So kind of similar to the Godzilla thing. Because uh-huh. they had all those statues inside. Right, because in, in the last movie, when they found Godzilla's home, it was like from an ancient civilization of some sort. Right. That kind of like matched a whole bunch of them mixed together, but not one in particular. So Right. 
I, yeah, I'm thinking that there had to have been people in the Hollow Earth at one point, too. Sure. Which I guess it just makes sense, you know, the other crazy things got out, so maybe people got out at some point, too. Yeah, or maybe these particular people were part of... Because the idea of, like, maybe this being part of the city of Atlantis, not the Hollow Earth, but the Godzilla movie. Uh-huh. Um, I guess there'd be a similar... It must be a similar idea for people in the Hollow Earth. It must be. So here's my crazy conspiracy with this movie. Okay. So they talk about there being alpha titans in this movie. So titans are what they call, like, Godzilla and... Yeah. Um, and there's alpha titans, just like how there's, like, an alpha in a pack. That's why, like, when Ghidorah woke them all up, they all did whatever Ghidorah was doing, and then why they all bowed down to Godzilla at the end of it. So Ghidorah and Godzilla were alpha titans, well, the other one they mention is Kong. And in this movie, they go into a huge thing about saying that's why they've separated Kong off and made him so that he he's, like, trapped in a containment unit at the start of it. Of his island, yeah. And he knows it. He, like, it doesn't make him happy at the start of it. And, um, but they talk about, like, Kong species and Godzilla species have this ancient rivalry between the two of them. And they also talk about how all the Titans came from the Hollow Earth. Like, that was their origin point. Well, in... We're going all the way back around now. It's finally what I was talking about. In King of the Monsters, when they made the signal that would calm down the other Titans, it was a mix between two Alpha Titans, is what they called it. Right. And one of them was Godzilla. And the other one was humans. And so, I'm thinking that, like, they're, like, my conspiracy crazy thing for their thing, for the movie continuity or whatever, is that humans probably came from Hollow Earth at one point, too. And just, like, all life in general probably came out of there somehow. Sure. Anyhow. But, yeah, that was skipping way far ahead in... (laughs) <laughs> so we, I mean, I guess it is, but it isn't, because what we had in the middle was they put Kong on a boat to bring him to Antarctica. Right, and drag him up for Marty. Sounds like a huge mistake all on its own, and they're like, we're not going in the waters where Godzilla normally goes, but, you know, Godzilla's Godzilla and goes wherever he wants. And I guess the idea is, is that they can probably, like, feel each other's heartbeats or something to where they know where the other one is, or... They give off some sort of signal, basically. Right. And it was the same thing in the last movie, where when Ghidorah showed up, Godzilla immediately went, went after it. to where Ghidorah was. Yeah. And so, similarly, in this movie, when they put Kong on the boat, as soon as they put him on the boat, Godzilla goes after him. And I'm like, you people should have known that. And... Um, so we do have a crazy fight in the middle of the ocean, which is definitely not Kong's turf at no, all no, whatsoever. No. <laughs> yeah, as far as the thing, I mean, he destroys a lot of ships, so a lot of people died. Uh-huh. Like, a whole bunch of them. Uh-huh. Just not the ones that mattered, because all five of them were on the same boat. Right. <laughs> which is pretty convenient, I guess. Uh, Funny how that works, isn't it? Right. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the ocean fight's really cool. Uh-huh. I mean, all the fights are really cool in the movie, actually. Like, they're all really good. Just the 
like Kong punching Godzilla in the face is freaking awesome. Yeah. It looks so cool. And like the the styling for it and like the idea that the people decide finally they have to help Kong a little bit. Because, again, he's a monkey in water. Right, and they can't just leave him chained to a boat and expect anyone to live in that situation. The fact it took so long for that dude to be like, oh, we should probably break the chains, because he's like, oh, no, if we lose Kong, our expedition's, like, over, everybody. And you're like, yeah, dude, we're all going to die anyway. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, he waits to, like, flip the boat completely over under the water and then back up. To the holds? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give you, eventually God, King Kong, Kong did turn over the boat to put it back upright afterwards. Not really on purpose, more because he, he was trying to pull himself up. But, but he turned it. That's true. Then, I guess it did, that was the boat that had the little girl on it, too. And that's then, true, yeah. And so... Protection father by being with the child. Right. Makes sense. Yep. Um, and, yeah, the like, like you said, the fights are all really good. And there's... Three? Yeah. Three, yeah, three, three big fights. Three right. technical rounds. So round one, of course, well, Kong loses. Again, he's yeah, on the he's water. Like a monkey in the water. No winning there. Hey, it's not a monkey. A gorilla in the water. Same not idea. a gorilla. A Kong in the water. Down the mist? Yeah. It's a different movie. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> totally different thing. But yeah, as far as fights are concerned, yeah, there's basically three fights. So you have three rounds, and just like with professional fighting... One wins, one wins, and then you get to the final battle. Right. So, yeah, so Kong loses the first match. And they kind of do a cool thing to sell that idea. Because, like, while the boats are driving, they realize that if they just shut everything off, now the monkey's kind of blacked out. Uh-huh. That Kong will just, that Godzilla will just decide that Kong's dead and call it a day. Yeah. And that's basically what they convince him. Right. Well, and I, it's not necessarily that. Godzilla needs to kill him. It's that Godzilla wants him to submit. Or not wants him to... I don't know how to describe it. It's like the same with an alpha, or with like a pack, an animals. And, you know, there can only be one alpha in the group. There's The other one has to either give in or die. Right. <laughs> and so when they decide that they're going to shut everything off, Kong's blacked out, and then as soon as they do that, Godzilla's like, whatever, I don't care anymore, and goes away. Right. Um, and I also think he goes away because he also is tracking someone else that's going on. That's true. The thing originally was causing problems. Uh-huh. Which, it, th- that again, I mean, we get a piece of it pretty quick in the first... So the lab he was destroying at the very beginning. The whole reason he was destroying the lab is because those guys have been messing with crazy science and monsters. Right. Like... Well, and so when when they destroy that lab, too, our, our main, the podcast guy... Conspiracy guy. Yeah. So he sees what ends up being, I guess we'll give it away here. So he, he is a, he sees what is Mechagodzilla's eye. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but it's making this crazy sound. Right. And it's almost the same sound that their device made in the last movie. Oh, I didn't know that. And so it's making like another sound like one of those monsters. So that's why it attracted him, because it's the pitch. Right. I guess I didn't really think about the sound, but yeah, okay. So, I guess somewhere along the line, that that factory either came up with the same thing, or they stole, like, the the tech for that in that movie, too. Well, it sounds like everything that the... the so, in the previous movie, with 
Millie and her mom. Her mom decided that in order to right the world, we're going to let the monsters destroy each other and destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And then everything will be back to normal, sort of. Yeah. Which makes absolutely no sense at all because she's bonkers. Right. Then eventually she snaps out of it. And she's like, oh, you know, monsters destroying everything is a bad idea. I guess that was wrong for me. But all the group of guys she's working with had already gotten all that tech from them. Uh-huh. So I'm sure that... Yeah, he probably just sold it. Same same with, like, the Ghidorah head. It probably all went together, basically. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that's what Godzilla, I think, is really after in this whole movie. And then when Kong shows up, too, he's like... Seriously? It's the same thing. They're, they're part of the same group of people out to get me. But, I gotta put this guy down, too? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, ultimately that's where he winds up leaving afterwards to go mess up the, the Hong Kong base. Uh, which, like, while that's going on, they decide, oh, we're just going to fly King Kong, or Kong, uh-huh. to the uh, Arctic where this hole is at. And that actually references another old, like, Godzilla versus King Kong, or Kong Kong versus Godzilla. King Kong versus Godzilla, yeah. They There's do that same thing. Chopper yeah. him in the fight. Yeah, it's the same same idea. My only, my only problem with this, and I kind of made it work in my head, that why in the world would you put him on a boat if you could have flown him in the helicopters the whole time? I imagine how far you had to go. That's what I was thinking, too. It's it probably because it was feasible to go a little ways like that, but not, like, from Skull Island to Antarctica the whole way. Right. That's how I made myself feel better about it. <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense. And it was a cool reference to the, yeah, the I think that, movie. Yeah, I think that's really the only reason it's there is because of the old movie that did it. Right. So, I mean, it's not nearly as... Well done, the old movie, because it's a bunch of cables sort of wrapped around <laughs> a dude. But this is like a giant net, and it makes a lot more sense. Right. As far as transporting anything. Yep. It's the original one, not... Yeah, it's... It's rough. <laughs> I mean, you can find it on YouTube, it's rough. It's awesome. Actually, so, funny enough, when this movie was announced, like, several years ago, because it was announced right after King of the Monsters, basically. Right. Actually, it might have been announced when Kong Skull Island came out. That I found the DVD for King Kong vs. Godzilla at the dollar store. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've seen that fight, funny. throwing the rocks at him and everything? Yeah. Yeah, and that's not the only reference to the to that original movie we get in this one, too. So, it's not... I don't know. The new one's not really a remake. I wouldn't call it a remake of that movie by any means. But there are a lot of cool, like... References back to it. Sure, homage pieces. Is a, right. I, I think there are, yeah. And so, um, when they're on the boat, too, they introduce a new character that is the main villain's daughter. Right. And because at this point, the people on the boat don't really understand that they're working for, like, this bad guy. Yeah. No. Yeah, they don't realize that he's, he's part of the problem. Yeah, they think that they're trying to save the world. They don't think they're, you know, helping... The bad guy. <laughs> right. Well, they all believe the idea that King Kong, or no, that Godzilla has just gone crazy. Right. So the idea of getting into the middle of the world to find this power source to be something they can give them a weapon to fight against Godzilla. Godzilla to stop him, yeah. So, like, they've all been convinced and, like, basically bought a hook, line, and sinker, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, the doctor that takes him off the island believes the guy who wants to find Hollow Earth in the first place, and he believes the businessman that is the evil businessman right. that wants to find a power source. So, like, it's a whole chain of who believes who believes someone. Someone believes in someone else's lie, believe in someone else's lie. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
And the chick playing the daughter, I don't remember her name, but she's the same girl from Bloodshot that plays the cyborg with the breathing apparatus. Oh, crazy. Yeah, same lady. So she's the other Gina Carano, because they both have very similar looks, except Gina's a lot thicker. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, at this point, I'm kind of with Disney, so, you know. <coughs> at this point, I'm in trouble with Disney, so, you know. As far as, like, a thing, in the grand scheme of people in the world that are, I don't know, discount versions of the She's, she's going to be on The Mandalorian now. She's the next, next ring up. I mean, if, I don't... Are going to introduce Cara Dune's sister? You know how hilarious that would be? <laughs> if they're like, oh, yeah, this is the other one that also survived the planet destruction. Yeah. Just happenstance. <laughs> Man, no, I find it highly unlikely. I just don't think we're going to see her anymore. I think so, too. It'll be like, maybe... They probably won't even mention her. I think that would be hilarious if they went that way, though. That would be pretty funny. Uh, which, if you haven't seen Bloodshot, you probably should, and it's pretty good, too. I actually haven't seen Bloodshot. Oh, my gosh, so. man. We're going to fix that. <laughs> it's it's good. Uh, Valiant movie. Uh, Vin Diesel, I'll give you. There's Diesel, Diesel oddities. That's not how you call that. There's Diesel things being Diesel. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's kind of place for everyone's movies, so it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> that's the only movie I recognize her from. So, it, it's important to know she's there because she plays a critical part. Um, when they get to the Hollow Earth, and they do get there, no one explodes or implodes or, you know, it's That's like... That's fancy tech was for. Crazy, trippy sequence of them getting there, but they but they get there. And sure enough, Hollow Earth is an awful lot like Skull Island when they get there. I mean, as far as, like, looks concerned, yes. Oh, it's definitely filmed in the same place, for sure. Yeah? I, I, I mean, I don't know that, but... I would guess that they probably were. It looks it looks exactly like it to me, I think. I mean, there's lots of different... I mean... The only real difference is you get to the crazy middle of it, and because it's like the middle of the Earth, you walk all the way around it, basically, and get to the top and jump to the other side. Right. Well, gravity becomes a... Uh, like, what is actual gravity becomes a not entirely normal factor. Right. I mean, there's lots of these pieces that are like lava pieces. I mean, I guess it does kind of look like the like the island, kind of. It seems a lot like it, and there's some, there's they don't focus on it very much, but there's like these crazy flying pterodactyl-looking things that are from Skull Island. Yeah, they were in there too. We see them at the very beginning, even though it's the fake version of the world. We do see them, right? Oh, so, that's true. They are in the fake Skull Island at the start of it. I forgot about that. So the opening when they're in the enclosure, he. Smashes a couple of panels on the ceiling to show everybody how pissed he is, and they tell us that it's a fake version of his island. Uh-huh. We do see some of those birds, or they're they're not birds, but the pterodactyl monster things. Going way back to that part, I think it's funny that he does that because he definitely does it just because of that, just because he's mad that he's in there, not because he's like trying to get out or anything. Yeah, <laughs> just to smash it to show show everybody that he can. It's to show us the audience that the truth is that he's yeah. not free. Right. Which is also crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that he's put up with it for as long as he has. And they, I mean, they kind of mention that, that he has because the girl's there with him, and so she's able to kind of calm him down and keep him okay with being there, but... Well, I mean, outside is a complete crazy, terrible storm, so like... Right, and that actually, uh, that's kind of cool. I guess that, um, I mean, in that comic that hasn't come out yet in, like, early reviews for it and stuff that I've read, 
I guess they describe that when Ghidorah made storms, because, you know, when Ghidorah flew anywhere, he flew around in a giant storm. Right. It moved that storm that kind of locked Skull Island off from everything onto the island and caused all their problems. So even that's kind of like a callback to the... To the other movie. Right. Yeah. I guess that makes a little more sense than it just be random storming all the time. I mean, storms move, too, sure. so... And it's supposed to be like a Bermuda Triangle-type situation where it's basically everything crashes that goes into it because the storms are so terrible. But right, constant storm. Right. We get that from the Skull Island movie, too, so... Yep, yep. Pretty pretty well normal for him, I guess. Wow, this is, like, super ADD here, but another cool thing I just remembered, in the opening credits for this movie, you kind of get a bunch of people, like scientists, talking about the Hollow Earth and stuff, and one of them is John Goodman's from oh, yeah, Skull yeah. Island. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And they show, like, a picture of him with, like, his eyes blacked out so you can't see who he is. Right. It's totally the same, like, scene from that movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a picture from the movie. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. As a, as a namesake in a photo, I mean, if you know what you're looking at, then you know what, you're, then you know what it is. But, right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so they get back, they get to the Hollow Earth, and as soon as they get there, Kong just, like, takes off. And I think it's more of him taking off because he's been tied to a boat and in a helicopter and well, <laughs> in a containment thing before that. And they kind of convince him that if he goes into the Hollow Earth by basically lying to him that he'll find his family. Right. Which, I mean, is not... It's not like they don't totally... They, kinda, it, they, they don't think that that's probably going to be the case, but I guess you never know. Right. The, the idea is that that's where he came from, so who knows? Maybe there's more of you down there. Yeah. They have to do the kind of, like, fake truth halfway lie thing so that they can convince the little girl to... Convince the girl to talk him into going into the hole. Right. basically just makes him fall forever. Then I think it's funny. They're like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. You're like, wow, he's, like, skydiving without a parachute, basically. Pretty much, yeah. But, yeah, sure enough, he is fine. He grabs onto a mountain on his way down and... (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. But, and so when he, when he takes off running, he does fight some cool new creatures. Yeah, um, like snake, half snake, half, cause it has wings. Right. So it's like, you know the thing that's on a medical, um, it looks a lot logo? like, um, uh, I don't know what you call that thing. The, the snake thing, yeah. But it's that thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it's basically a giant snake with bat wings. Yeah. And, and, they made toys of it. It's the only way I knew what it was beforehand. But they're the war bats is what they're called. So when you're a medical person, you're wearing a war bat logo on yeah, there. which makes it sound way cooler. Yeah, it's way cooler. That's true. <laughs> Dang, yeah. Um, war bats. And so we had a cool fight between Kong and the war bats. Yeah, it kills a couple of them. It's pretty good, yeah. I thought it was interesting he eats one of them, too. After oh. he rips its head off, he's like, well, might not go to waste. Let's just uh. Well, they, they take your 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 enemy's blood to gain their knowledge. That's sure. their brains. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah, drink their brains to gain their knowledge. So that's not quite the same thing as he basically sucks the things. Maybe yeah, I guess it was head. his head. So so maybe it was really they just take. <laughs> I mean, you learned that from Planet Terror. Yep. Drink your brain to gain your knowledge. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Um, after he fights the war bats, he does his full circle around the hollow earth, basically, and gets the where the gravity flips. 
and when the gravity flips, he finds a big stone, I mean, we can tell it's a door, I don't know that he would have necessarily known it was a door, but it's got, like, a handprint that just exactly matches one of his. Right. As far as, uh, well, when he first jumps up there, the thing he grabs onto is, like, a big statue of Oh, it's a like hand. a finger, yeah, it's like a yeah. hand. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's like a, it's like, it's like a Kong hand. Uh-huh. But yeah, once he gets to the door and he sees the, the handprint, he minds up pushing it open and gets inside what appears to be a crazy throne room. Right. So now he is King Kong. I pretty much. He, he sits on the throne and he finds a crazy axe. Right. And we notice that the axe has kind of like a blue glow to it. When we first, yeah, when we first see it, it does, yeah. It's like a very faint. It's at the very start. There's not much. And eventually when they're in that throne room, they find out, you know, that's where, where, crazy power, where the power is. is. And that that power powers up that axe. Um, and they don't mention it exactly in the movie, but the axe looks an awful lot like one of Godzilla's, like, dorsal plate, like one of his spikes on his back. Right, it does. And I guess the idea is probably that it's one of Godzilla's ancestors. You know, that's where they got that from, and that's how it can absorb power, and... Um, how it can absorb the radiation blast that he shoots. Right. But yeah, once we see that charge up, or start charging up, he puts the axe where it's supposed to charge at. There's like a charging crazy. station, like how you yeah. charge your phone. And it's the same fine. idea. <laughs> Wireless charging station shaped like the axe. So I mean, it makes sense. Right. You put the circle in the circle hole and the square in the square hole. Even though it fits in the circle hole sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, he does that and then he starts charging up everything. And of course, that's when we see Gina Carano's doppelganger realize that she's... They found the power source. They found the power source, so she's like, time to be bad, everybody. Right. Yeah, immediately twists. Uh, I mean, she's a jerk all the time anyways, oh, yeah. but... Pretty, pretty <laughs> ways to get away with it, man. This part... So, when I first saw this part, I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all, because basically a little robot crap thing comes out and sucks up, a, drills out a piece of uh, the rock that's lighting up, and all of a sudden the, the people in Hong Kong, are like, oh, we have a power source. And I'm like, what do you mean you have your power source? You have, like, teleportation now? They, they mentioned earlier in it that they need a sample of it and then they can reproduce. Right. Which well, makes way more it, sense. But, and they can make it themselves. Right. Because everything they had made before only powered their giant robot, which we didn't entirely know that's what it was yet, for, like, I don't know, 5, 15 minutes or some nonsense. Right, like, so... We skip back, we find out on the Godzilla side of things, or not the Godzilla, but the the Millie Bobby Brown. It's the Godzilla side, yeah. Yeah. We find out that they made Mechagodzilla. Right. That's their thing. And uh, we find out, because when they sneak in... Well, it's her, her friend, and the conspiracy theory guy, uh who we've learned works for Monarch, and so... After the lab was destroyed, he's like, I saw some parts of the lab I wasn't supposed to see. And they decided to go crawl around in there, because that makes perfect sense. Right. And uh, once they get inside it, they find some elev- an elevator that still works, which also seems questionable. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's just get in it, because, you know, why not? Yeah. There's actually a really cool line where, where the friend asks, like, where does this go? He's like, it goes to hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I dude, that's you, awesome. <laughs> you, rule, you rule the situation, bro. Awesome. Yeah. It goes to hell. 
Anyway, with Tape Elevator, that's when we first find out about the, the other monsters being held used for... Well, we don't, we don't actually know what they're used for yet. But we don't, yeah, we don't quite find the monsters yet, but they're, they're, I don't know, they're hiding from security guards? Yes. They hide from some security guards, and when they hide, they go into this little room. Well, it turns out the room's like a transportation, like a monorail-type thing. Right. And in the monorail-type thing are a bunch of skull-collar eggs. And, you know, if you've seen Kong Skull Island, the skull collars are, like, nasty, like... There were some velociraptors, man. We just kill everything and eat everything. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. They're horrible. Like, yeah. They're, they're, like, the worst of the, you know, as far as most other monsters aren't, aren't like, we care about humans at all. Like, they'll kill people and stuff, but they're not, like, they don't go after them. These things go after everything. Right. Um, Yeah. And so they're trapped in a room with them, with these eggs, with the skullcrawler eggs. I think it's kind of funny, because they, like, lay down and sleep while the monorail's going. And, like, seriously, you're sleeping in the room with the skullcrawler eggs? It's pretty questionable, but they're also, like, however long they're on the monorail, there wasn't, like, chairs. Right. So like, That's true. We don't know how long they're on it, because it seems to be going from where they were all the way to China. Yeah, Florida to Hong Kong. So, so like, that's when we learned that Apex also has a crazy underwater monorail thing or whatever that goes. Yeah. Right, like you do. Yeah, you know, the normal. I'm pretty sure when I, as soon as I started seeing that, I thought, this is a ride that can go to the theme park. That's exactly what <laughs> I thought. It could be, yeah. 100%. It'd be one of those, like, Star Tours, except, you know, there's a monster egg next to you. And you lay down and sleep. I mean, I don't know if you lay down or not. It'd be more of a roller coaster kind of <laughs> idea. So it probably wouldn't last nearly as long. I uh, guess. Because you're not going to put people on it for like two or three hours or something. You're going to make it as quick as possible. But that's what it seemed like to me. Right. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, really? You're in the thing with... And it's not like they just get up from laying down. One of them was asleep. Right. And he wakes up and, yeah. <laughs> that part's a little questionable, too. But I guess maybe, you know... Eleven and conspiracy theorist guy, and enough they know enough about them to be like, yeah, they're not going to come out those eggs right now, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, if they came out, they'd just fight each other inside the little ship, maybe. I mean, they were with Deadpool kids, so maybe they thought <laughs> he'd just use his fire hands and kill them. There you go. That's, that's who that, that's who that guy is. Right. He's a kid from Deadpool too. <laughs> so you know, maybe. It is, it is still questionable. Like, really, you fell asleep? I mean, I, I guess it, it had been a lot of hours. Maybe. It just seemed like they were a little too calm to be in. Right. Because they freak out when they first see them, and then they're, like... More worried about the people outside? Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess the people would shoot you. The monsters might just eat you. Those are both <laughs> bad things, though, so... Yeah. But, uh... So the monorail gets to Hong Kong eventually... And when they get out of the monorail, they sneak into a, a room, and they don't know what it is. Well, it turns out being this big, empty room, well, with all the lights shut off, yeah. they, they, they still don't really know, and they find a giant eyeball on the floor. Which is freaking gross. Yeah. But awesome. Um, all the lights turn on, and they say, I don't know, simulation starting or something. You oh, always yeah, yeah, say something. The... the Whatever the the voice that tells you in Walmart that they're closing, right? That voice. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Exactly the same. The Simulation started, and it says something about doorway or whatever. Right. And we see when the doors open, and of course, what comes out of it? The giant skull crawler. Yes. Yeah. So the one that's like the big bad guy from Kong Skull Island 
the worst one out of all of them comes out of the store. He was the main bad guy from that movie. Yeah. And so you're like, holy cow, what is going on? And right about that time, that's when we get the Mechagodzilla reveal. Uh, it raises out of the floor in the middle of the room and just immediately gets up, grabs a skull crawler by both arms, and... I just tears it apart. I don't know what his, his atomic breath is called. It's called something else, but... The atomic breaths it in half. So the thing that's like the he, the big bad from the Kong movie, just immediately destroyed. <laughs> oh yeah, not, not even trying to look like. Yeah, and then, and then that's when we find out that it can only stay powered for, they say it only got powered 40% and it went down. So they're, that's why they're after the power source on the Hollow Earth and, um. The whole reasoning behind what they're trying to do in the first place right. is to drive the monster the robot monster to kill the other monster because revenge, I guess. Well, we gotta prove humans are the best. They, right. That's, you know. Sure. It's all about revenge. Yeah. But yeah, like, there's, this, this is where that picture came from, the one with Millie and the... Right. From the behind-the-scenes thing. Right, so I was telling you before we recorded this, there, there were some behind-the-scenes photos that came out before the movie came out. And I was like, man, this looks crazy. Because there's one picture of them in this, like, containment thing and just blood everywhere <laughs> around the outside of it. Well, my guess is, we like we were talking, it's probably a ratings thing because the skull color's blood is green in this now instead of it being the red that it was in that picture. Right. But, yeah, crazy that, you know, he just shows up and... He doesn't even fully power and rips the main thing from the other movie in half. Oh, yeah. Kills the, kills the main badge from the previous movie. And, yeah, bloodbath ensues. But, like, as a thing, the robot shuts down afterwards because there's now no power. Right. And then we... That was when we skipped to seeing Godzilla, you know. They activated the Mecha Godzilla, and it made the sound again. And so Godzilla, that's when he... Turns around from his Kong fight yeah. and goes straight towards Hong Kong again now. Right, because the thing he really wanted in the first place, the whole reason he was trashing the island, is because they were turning this thing on. Right. The whole reason he went after anything. Idiot people. And then what we find out, I don't remember if we found this out right at this part or if it was a little bit later, but what we find out is what's, like, powering, how they're able to use the Mechagodzilla, is that... Ghidorah's heads could telepathically talk to each other because they were too far apart for them to have any other way to, like, communicate, communicate basically. Yep. So we find out that there's one head in the Mechagodzilla, and there's a skull in, Inside a in their room. laboratory, and they have it all wired up to, to Sarazawa, who's controlling it telepathically, basically. It's like Pacific Rim. If you saw Pacific Rim... How they had to telepathically control the robots to get them to work. Right. The two heads, two people's heads would think together to make the robot do things. Right. Same idea here. So, yeah, they put him in a crazy chair with a crazy helmet. Very Professor X-y. Got a bunch of random cables everywhere plugged into the, like, sort of rotting skull of Ghidorah? Right. It's, in this one, it's just the skull. Right. I think maybe in, and we'll get to it later, but I think maybe in the Mechagodzilla itself, there's more of, like, a functioning brain. Maybe. I think, it's, maybe. It's possible, because it's still being run by the electricity, so, like, 
Or not electricity, being run by one of the power sources. Right, that's just the only way I could think that they would be able to telepathically communicate, communicate. with it. Because a skull doesn't have a, a brain. No. I guess maybe Ghidorah's a crazy a alien, though, too, so... That's true. There was a bunch of flesh on it. I mean, it wasn't just a skull skull. It was a skull with, like, chunks of flesh. Was there? Maybe yeah. I, I just must have missed that part. It's pretty gross-looking. <laughs> it must have smelled terrible. Right. There's no way There's no way that room doesn't reek. Man. <laughs> there's a lot of air fresheners, the little pine tree kinds. Yeah, there. it's so crazy. They don't really. That'd been no. the best thing ever. It would have made a lot of sense, actually, though. <laughs> But yeah, like, whenever he's driving it, which once, once Millie and the, her party get sort of out of the destruction room, they wind up finding the skull and seeing all of it, and like, yeah, it looks like a crazy DJ, like, set up for yeah. a rave party. Yeah. And that's what the dude says. Uh-huh. He's right. That's exactly what it looks like. Eventually that gets them caught, though. Right. Because, you know, that's what happens. Yeah, they have a whole part where they sneak into there, and they think they're being sneaky, and you find out there's just a glass window on the other side with a whole group of people just watching them the whole time. Right. Which was pretty funny, actually. Right. But yeah, once they capture him, of course, they take him the big bad, so we can reveal he's the bad guy. And, and I just have to say, it's like the most cliche bad guy ever. <laughs> like, I'm almost surprised he didn't have the trolley mustache. Well, I mean, yeah, he's pretty... Well, he looks like... So the, the guy, the, the actor, actually has been in a bunch of movies lately. Right. Uh, there's a movie called Land, and he's in that movie as well. Very different thing going on. Um, he's actually the old man that... He dies of cancer in the movie anyway. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different thing. But it's the same actor. Um, and he's also in the Chaos Walking movie. He's one of the fathers to Spider-Man in Chaos Walking. So all three of those movies, like, in the last year, I guess? Crazy. Yeah. Really, it, the dude looks different in every one of them, but it's the same actor. Huh. Anyway, he, he's, he's great. But yeah, he's, he looks a lot like, in this movie, he looks a lot like the most famous man in the world from the Dosecchi commercials. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Yep. He totally got kept down with the Dosecchi's, and he's like, you know what I really need to do? Build a giant robot monster so I can be the most dominant human on the planet. And they're also like, sure, dude. I mean, right? The Zeckies, all right. Yeah, and he was like the, the total typical villain thing. They they capture the people, and he's like, well, since you're here, let me tell you exactly my plan. You remember the part you guys haven't figured out yet? Let me explain that to you. <laughs> like a hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. And so here we finally get to where like all these little parts are gonna connect together, and, and everyone's gonna show up in the same place. And I kind of get the feeling like they got to this part in the movie, and they're like. Shoot, Kong's in Hollow Earth, Godzilla's in Hong Kong, and we've got this whole Mecha Godzilla thing going on. We gotta get them all together somehow. And so basically, when Kong activates the power source, it the daughter, Godzilla. the daughter gets the part of it and trans, and sends the data. They wake up Mecha Godzilla. But when Kong does that, Godzilla finds out that he's down there basically. And you find out this is, like, the most crazy, powerful Godzilla I guess we've ever had, because... He basically decides to shoot a beam Atomic breath drills through the Earth to get to... Hollow Earth. Yeah. Which, so that's, that's the part that makes me be like, mm, yeah, we didn't know what to do here, so... I mean, it, it makes as much sense as anything else, I guess. Because he drills a hole all the way to the throne room, basically. Right. Which, I mean, I guess we didn't see exactly what the throne room was connected to, so... I guess that makes sense. Uh-huh. And so we get 
in this part, we get, so now we have a giant hole to Hong Kong, basically. Right. And Kong's freaking out, and all the people are trying to escape. Well, because the entire room starts getting destroyed because of the ceiling being crushed. Yeah, well, there's a giant hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they make the hole, the bad guy's daughter, the villain that's with them, is like, sweet, I'm out of here, and goes and gets in her own plane, and they're like, what do we do about Kong? The, the guys driving the plane are like, just kill him. I don't care. We don't need him anymore. And so they so, start shooting him, which is you know, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And so this is my favorite part, because he grabs the plane, and he like, looks inside and makes sure the girl's not in there. Yeah. And you're like, what is he going to do? And he just crushes it in his hand. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible way for her to die, but she's also yeah, a kind of lady. It's so, okay. That's what you Wait, get. I guess I'm not supposed to say that. But. I mean, she did have it coming. That's <laughs> like, her bad attitude the entire film. Even when she's supposed to be sort of a good guy, she had a bad attitude. Yeah, no, she was never, ever, no. like, a decent human. Constantly. Constantly <laughs> a jerk. All the time. She's like, go, Godzilla's coming. Throw the monkey in the water. Uh, what? No, 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 just dump him in the water. She's, yeah. yeah, she's the worst. Yep. Um, and so, now we have a giant hole. Kong escapes. Our main Hollow Earth guy and the scientist that's with Kong and the little girl all get in their own shuttle thing. Yeah, crazy helicopter, and they have escaped you. Um, that Kong, means everybody to to Tokyo now. To Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yes. Right. And Kong brings his axe with him. Well, of course. Yeah. He's a tool using monkey. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so he climbs up the the chute and eventually it turns into the same gravity situation where he just basically flies up. Right. Yeah, because gravity reverses itself, so it just, like, shoots him out of the hole, basically. And that leads to our our second... No, our third battle. Second battle? Second battle. Second battle. Which is him versus Godzilla. Uh Uh-huh. Which, I mean... As far as that fight, basically goes to Kong. I mean, he's using the axe on him. Right, they even they even say that. And the guy's yeah. like, oh, Kong gets around too. Right. So here's our other reference to King Kong versus Godzilla, though. Because there's this part that's probably not supposed to be really funny. It's probably supposed to look, like, really brutal in King Kong versus Godzilla, where Kong gets a tree and shoves it down Godzilla's throat. Oh, yeah. And we get that same scene where Godzilla goes to charge up his atomic breath, and Kong takes the butt end of his axe and shoves it straight down his... He does. Yeah, the original movie, it's a broken piece of tree that he basically just force-feeds him. Yeah. And it's just the back end of the axe, so same idea. Right. Um, but yeah, and, and so Kong basically wins. They have where... I, I don't know, they say Kong wins, but they have where he go, Godzilla goes to shoot his breath, and this is where we find out his axe charges off of his breath. And it basically overcharges it, and it explodes and sends them both flying. Right. Well, of course, Godzilla is not happy with that at all. No. Um, so technically, Kong wins round two, and we have, like, our third round, even though it's kind of, like, all the same same things still here, too. But Godzilla, like, destroys Kong in this one, um, rips his arm out of its socket. Yep. And... Dislocates it, doesn't, yeah, but not, doesn't not, move from yeah. his body. Right, he still has his arm there. Yeah, he basically beats him down to the point where he's like, I don't know, he's dying, basically. His heart is slowing down, yeah. yeah. And that becomes a whole thing, that's where you find out. I mean, we kind of saw it earlier, but the girl can sense his heartbeat. Right. Even though she can't hear anything, she can she can sense their heartbeats. And so, she, she feels it slowing down, and they, it, it slows all the way. 
And at this point, you know, Godzilla won. Godzilla has still been beaten by... I mean, he's still... He's still beat up from Kong. Right. right. It's not like the fight was one-sided. And they both whooped each other pretty good. Right. It's it's pretty... You know, Godzilla won. It's still kind of like a close call. It wasn't like a, you know, really one-sided type of thing at all right. by any means. So Godzilla's still beat up, so he needs the rest. Uh-huh. And so he, I, he kind of turns around to go out in the water. Um, and here we find out... We, we skip back to Mechagodzilla and what's going on, and the guy's still talking about his plan, and um, they boot up Mechagodzilla full power finally with their new power source. And as they're doing it, they notice that he kind of moves on his own. They, they keep showing on the sensors for the guy controlling it that he doesn't have control over it anymore. Right, and eventually he just fries that dude all together. Right. So, like, he feedbacks, and, like, his eyes turn back, and he basically just fries. Right. They don't say that he's dead all the way, but it's implied. If he's not, I mean, I guess you could use him in another movie, maybe. So here's what I'm hoping. Totally kind of off topic here. In the original Godzilla movie, the, the 50s Godzilla, when right. he first shows up, the Sarazawa in that movie is has an eye patch. He's missing an eye. So I hope if we get more of this... That guy, and then that guy comes back. He comes back with an eye patch. He's not coming back with eye yeah. patch. I guess I can see that. Yeah, just as a cool callback. Since, the, since there's no body and they don't say he's dead, I mean, right? Comic book rules. Yeah, <laughs> completely. But yeah, once they fly him, um, we realize that somebody else is driving the gods, the mecha or the mecha Godzilla is driving itself. Right. It's it's self aware at this point. Yeah. And so this is the part I was kind of confused on because I'm like. If it's just a skull in there, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for it to be... Driving itself. Right. It must... I mean, we have the whole head cut off, so I assume that part of that brain must be inside there. Right. It's gotta be. And so they do another, like, quick line in there, too, where when they find... When um, the podcast guy, the conspiracy guy, when their group finds... The, the Ghidorah head. Right. They talk about how Ghidorah himself regenerated and how it's like basically a supercomputer because he could self-regenerate. Right. And so my thoughts are they fully power this thing up and all of a sudden that regeneration goes into full effect. Oh, so it turned back on the piece of the brain that was still in there. Uh-huh. That would make a lot of sense, actually. And so basically Ghidorah is regenerating himself in the Mega Godzilla. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense why he behaves the way he behaves, too. Because uh, basically, so he becomes self-aware and fries, or no, he doesn't fry the bad guy. But he, he basically tears him out with his claw. Yeah. His, his he, he, he kills him, yeah. It, oh. he, he, it's definitely like a, they have the whole scene where he turns around and... Oh, yeah, you see the thing behind him powering up, and then its head sort of turns and starts looking at him. Uh-huh. And then... Our, our people are like, uh, something's wrong, and they start getting afraid to run away. Uh, and about the time that he turns around, he's like, where's my Dosekis? And <laughs> the clock comes through the wall and just crushes the shit out of him. Right. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, once again, that guy got what was coming to him, too. Sure. So. I mean, also <laughs> a jerk. And, but basically, as soon as that's all over, you see crazy Mecha Godzilla. I think they call it a sonic scream or something. It, it's his version of the atomic breath. Right. And you just see it 
destroy level that building, and he comes out and goes straight for Godzilla, who's in retreat mode at this point. Right. From his fight with Kong. Right. And he just takes to whooping him. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's... And so it makes sense for it to be Ghidorah, because Ghidorah is like, revenge. I'm going after him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, you know, while that's going on, we have everyone trying to figure out what to do. The other party trying to figure out what to do about Kong. And, like, so the dude looking for the center of the Earth, basically he's like, oh, we'll take that piece of the power supply and just, I don't know, give him, like, a shock treatment. Right, well, they, they make it the, the jerk girl, when they first show up, and they're like, are these helicopters even going to work? She's like, oh, yeah, they have enough power to power Las Vegas for three days. And so, when Kong's heartbeat is slowing and they're freaking out, and they're like, what are we going to do? And the guy's like, it would take enough power to power Las Vegas for three days. And as he's saying that, he's like, oh, yeah, duh. So they get in the helicopter, and they fly it and land it, or he gets in it. He tells the other people to go yeah, away. Yeah, he tells them to get out of there. He takes a, it's not like a straight-up helicopter. It's like a space shuttle, but not yeah, a shuttle. Yeah, it's crazy sci-fi flying car yeah. thing. But he basically uses it to fire the power supply into Kong, which also references back to that Kong vs. Godzilla movie from the old days. Right. Because lightning hits him to revive him. Right. Which is also crazy. Right. It's so, a, it's another throwback. Yeah. For the most part. Yep. Yeah. So revive Kong. And of course he wakes up like, I'm pissed. Yeah. And this part is the best part to me in the whole fight, which is stupid. I don't know if you know what this is or not. When he gets up, his arm's still messed up. Uh-huh. Like, it's still loose. Uh-huh. So he straight up has a lethal, lethal weapon moment. He rigs that arm right. back into place so he can get real work done. He hits it on the building and yeah. puts it right back in. Straight up. And then as soon as he does it, he does the, the same, yeah. Now, now it's out of a business situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, there's actually, in the credits, there's a line where it pays, like, there's a mention of lethal weapon. Is there really? Yeah, credits. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so in the group of credits at the end, there's a batch of different titles that come up and leave the weapons in there. Oh, and man. Like, I didn't, now I have to watch that. I didn't realize that was there. I didn't necessarily see it at first. The movie Dave did. And like, we were talking about it, and I'm like, did you like that scene, the, the, the rig scene? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's a thing in the credits for it. I'm like, no That's freaking so way. cool. But there is. It's, so, it's in there. Man, I'll have to watch That reminds me of, like... I, I'm such I'm, I'm a music person, right? So anytime I got CDs growing up, I'd read the books and read for like the special things to other bands, and then I'd go find music by those other people. Oh right, yeah. That's what that reminds me of. You yeah, know, same idea. Man, I gotta go watch it now and see what other stuff he put in there. It's like it's hilarious because like that as far as a reference, that's all that is. Yeah, and he would have he would have been like, we're gonna have a lethal re- weapon reference in. Oh yeah, <laughs> awesome. Um. But yeah, so he fixes his arm and they ready for real business. Right, and the and the little girl's like waving him down at that point, and she waves him down, and she's like, "Godzilla's not the bad guy," and he just looks at her like, "Uh, you've got to be kidding me." Right. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but she points to the mecha Godzilla and Godzilla fighting, and he like begrudgingly, you know, you can see that he kind of like is like, "I'll oh, find whatever," and I guess I'll help him because I have to. Right. Yeah, it's it, it, the team of solely because she convinces him it's okay to be teamed up. Right. And so right when uh, Mechagodzilla goes for the same exact kill that Godzilla did on the uh, Mutos in the very first movie, not Ghidorah, but like the Mutos. Oh, he breathed down the throat. Yeah, because he would open, he opened that's the guy's right. throat and did the atomic breath yeah, while right. Mechagodzilla goes and goes and starts trying to open 
Godzilla's mouth to do the same thing and starts powering up his own breath, and right when he's about to shoot, Godzilla pulls his head away, and he shoots straight up in the air instead of... And so we basically have the wrestling tag team fight at this point, straight up with, like, the one grabbing each side of the guy and dragging him across the scene. Oh, yeah. and it's awesome when <laughs> the two of them, two of them fight, fight him. I mean, like, switch switching off each, for each other. But, yeah, the whole time he's got a hold of his head, I thought, man, his hand's going to be messed up. Because right. he had the top of his head pulled back. Yeah. So, like, Kong's holding on to the top of his face, uh-huh. not his mouth. Right. Anyway, and the beam just shoots up into space, which is crazy. But uh-huh. Yeah, like, as a thing, from there, the two of them tag-team him to death, basically. Right, and well, and even as they're tag-teaming him, they're not, like, doing any damage, basically. Oh, no, he's taking, like, every shot the robot just takes. And they make a point to show you Kong's hitting him with his axe, and yep. it just, like, bounces off every time he hits him with his axe. Right. And so they get... Mechagodzilla has Kong pinned. He has Godzilla over... I think he, like, hit him with his tail or something. He knocked him over. Mechagodzilla has Kong pinned to the ground. You see his crazy... Mechagodzilla's crazy tail drill. Yeah. Basically coming at his face to drill his face off. Right. And right, like, as that's happening, if it flips over to Godzilla, who's knocked on the ground. He shoots off his atomic breath. He... It's kind of funny because I guess Godzilla's not really supposed to show emotion at all in this, but you see him have that moment of, I know what to do now, basically. He shoots off his breath, and it hits Kong's axe, and... Supercharges it. Yeah. And so then Kong goes to town on Mechagodzilla. Yeah. And before where it was bouncing off, now he's, like, cutting off limbs, and... From, like, Samurai Jack-style oil spilling everywhere. Right. Yeah, totally. Completely. I wonder if that's referenced in there, too, because that's totally what that was from. Because that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Right. Like, while this is going on, we still have Millie and her party down inside the control area, and they may have worked their way into where the computer part is at, and they're trying to figure out if there's something they can do, because they can see the battle happening through the monitors, and they see Godzilla getting worked. And they're like, maybe we can shut him down right. from here. So they're trying to figure out how to override the password and get into there. And, of course, the one kid's, like, supposed to be a hacker kid, and that's not going so well because he probably really isn't. Right, but he makes, he makes a comment. He's like, I, I pirate movies. I don't know how to do... Yeah. He's like, I don't know how to reprogram this. I don't know how to break this password. Eventually, they come up with the idea of putting... It's a whole other piece, and we sort of glossed over it. There's a point where we meet the... Um, the conspiracy, conspiracy guy. Theory. Yeah. And he's really pretty weird, to be honest. But we find out that he carries around a flask that was given to him by his wife before his wife died. And he wears it like a gun holster, which is also really weird. And they never really explain exactly no. why he does that. But he, basically he says, when this thing's empty, that's when you know I've given up. Right. So he takes shots as he goes because, it, you know, I mean... You, it, every step's a step closer. <laughs> right. To be done, done. Uh, well, so, like, the kid grabs it from him and then dumps it into the computer. And that short circuits everything inside the computer, which kills power somehow. For just a minute, right. It's, yeah. like, not long enough to really cause, to do anything. Just enough to throw him off balance. Right. It's so little, in fact, that I totally forgot that that even <laughs> happened. But you're right, yeah. It's definitely a thing. That's what gives, that's what gives Kong and Godzilla the little second they needed to... Kind of get back on their feet, yeah. From there, then it's, you know, cut off limbs, cut off pieces, and 
Right, and then straight up at the end, rip the head off with, like, part of a spine, which you're like... Yeah, it's very Predator. Uh-huh. Very, yeah, very was, Predator. Well, I was waiting, because, you know, that's what he did to the, the war bat earlier in the movie. Oh, right. And then he's like, I'm going to eat this. I was waiting for the scene of him to be <laughs> like, mm, I wonder if I can eat this thing. Man, <laughs> being its robot parts, I don't think you're going to gain the knowledge the same way. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool, like, death sequence at the end. Right. And, and so they kill him, and Kong's just like, I am done. He just, like, falls over right there, basically. Right. And you see Godzilla kind of turn around, and it, it flashes to the people on the ground, and we haven't even really talked about him much, but somewhere along the line, um, Millie Bobby Brown's dad, who was in the last movie, too. Right. And in the last movie, he was really against Godzilla, and really against Monarch, and Somewhere along the line, he's basically like the director of Monarch now. Well, he's he's changed his tune a little bit only because of the way the movie ends with Ghidorah. Right, well, he ends... At the end of that movie, he's like, that's a little... Yeah, I understand now. But somewhere along the line, not only did he, like, understand, but now he's, like, the guy in charge, basically. Right. For, well, once Kurzawa sacrificed himself, he kind of left that position to that dude. Yeah, I guess that's true. So it's very, right. like, torch pass type thing. Right. Because Kurosawa sacrifices himself and lets him live because he's his daughter and because he believes he would take care of what was happening. So, right. like, it's a whole... Yeah, I guess he does kind of have that moment. I never really got that as, like, you're going to take over running Monarch for me, but... I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a not implied. It's an implied thing. Right. I have a feeling, like, once again, book and stuff comes out and you're probably going to get a little more details oh, about maybe. that, but... Anyhow, besides the point, they're all on the ground, and you kind of get... It's like the same scene at the end of all of the movies, where they have, like, the celebration, like, oh, it's all over. Right. Everything's okay. And why does they're doing that? It flashes to Godzilla turning around and, like, roaring again, basically. And Kong's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and right. Starts to get back up. I think they're going to go for another Yeah, round. like, it's not over, you know. Just because we teamed up for a second doesn't mean... Anyhow, and, and so Kong goes to face him, and right as they're about to, like, get into it again, Kong just drops his axe, and he gives up. Kind of like when they shut off the power and stuff. Right. He's like, whatever. I'm done with his nonsense. And because he gave up, Godzilla turns around and leaves instead of... The continuing the fight. Right. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I guess you'd say that Godzilla won, I guess. Uh, I would definitely say, yeah, Godzilla was the winner. And I was wondering how they were going to do that. Because from the very beginning of this whole thing, they were like, one of them's going to win. There's going to be a definite winner. It's not going to be a cop-out. I mean, there was a winner. One of them didn't die. It wasn't right. like a... Yeah, it wasn't like... Yeah, they, they, they promised one would fall, but it doesn't mean... Ultimately, it's the robot that falls, so... Yeah, yeah. I, so technically one of them did One did fall, and there was one winner, but... Yeah. Yeah. They managed to do it all, have their cake and eat it too, basically, type of situation. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. And, um, so the end, the very end of the movie, we find out that Kong has just been relocated to the Hollow Earth now, and somehow Monarch has their own they put a bunch of outpost in there and stuff. stuff in there, so they're, like, watching him. So it's like, he's got the same setup, instead of being, but instead of being on the island in, like, a crazy fake bubble thing. Right. Now he's just... Now he's just in the Hollow Earth running rampant, I guess. So I guess the idea is now Godzilla's king of Earth, 
and Kong is king in the hollow earth. Sure. <laughs> that way they both could be king. Right. You know, yeah, both of them at the same time. Yeah, sure. Um, definitely, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. That part is weird. It's fine, though, whatever. And so it's, it's a good... It's important to know, too, they don't put a post-credit scene in this movie at all. No. Yeah, I was kind of hoping there'd be something, but... I mean, I guess if this is the final chapter, then it's the final chapter, so... Mm-hmm. And I guess that's kind of what I read, is they, they don't know what they're doing from here. They kind of do, but they but they don't, you know? Sure. So, what they've officially announced is that there is a Kong anime thing coming to Netflix. And they said originally it was a Skull Island, but I kind of wonder if it's like a sequel to this, and it's Kong on Hollow Earth, doing Hollow Earth things now. It could be. Um, would be wouldn't be impossible. But we don't know, you know, if Godzilla rights are going to be done now or whatever. Right, and everything goes back to Toho, or wh- what exactly, who owns what, or what, where that even fits anymore. Right, right. So it would be interesting to see, I guess, if it, if it moves forward more. And the other thing is, I don't know what scene this was, but the director has said, we filmed the post-credit scene for this movie, and we ended up putting it earlier in the movie, instead of it being the post credit scene. And I've been trying to, I've watched it a couple times, and I've been trying to kind of piece together where that might be. Huh. And I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't see one that stands out as like, oh yeah, this was meant to be the... Yeah, I don't know. But... So... Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. So we talked about there's two comics coming out. Right. That are just trades. They're not like a series or anything. Last time they did a sequel to Kong Skull Island and they did like a six issue or four issue miniseries. Miniseries, yep. And then for every Godzilla movie they've done trades too that are kind of like prequel, sequel things. They're just basically another Godzilla story. They kind of add the other little parts to it but not a whole lot. Right. Um, the last Godzilla one had a cool part where I don't know if you noticed this, but between the two Godzilla movies, his, his spikes on his back were different. And so, I have no idea. so basically in the, in the comic, that's the only thing they really explain. That's like an actual, like, oh, this makes us go from this movie to this movie, was it, it fighting the thing he fought in that. They broke off his spines. And wow. he did a cool, I don't know if you remember in Shin Godzilla, but Shin Godzilla, he shot like, atomic breath out of everything. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it went out of his back. Yeah. But he does a similar thing where he goes to shoot his atomic breath, but because he doesn't have the spines anymore, it just shoots oh, out of his back. His back? But when it fires out of his back, it makes new, it makes his giant big blue spikes instead of the ones that were on there before. So that all comes from the comic book. Right. Huh. Well, so you do cool, like, little, you know, things that connect the movies. Well, supposedly this Kong comic is supposed to connect both the Kong movie and the Kong comic that came after that to Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. And the Godzilla comic is supposed to connect... It's supposed to be like a direct sequel to King of the Monsters, and that's what we talked about. We saw, like, little images of the other monsters, and I'm curious how that goes, because if he doesn't kill all of those, or defeat, or whatever... You know, there's there's your other things you can do monsterverse-wise too. I'm sure yeah. you got other monsters that you can you know have Kong interact with or whatever. And 
I assume it's going to iron out those two things. Most ones that said defeated, I have to assume they killed him, but, I mean, we don't know that. So right. So I guess, I guess the book will deal with that, I guess. Right. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to read them. It's also cool to know that um, the guy that's writing the Godzilla book is the same guy that wrote the novel adaptation of King of the Monsters, and he wrote the novel adaptation of Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, okay. And then I've read the King of the Monsters one, and it actually references things from the comic books and stuff in that book. So we'll get, like, more fleshed-out details and stuff, and those books look cool in general. <laughs> a couple pages of art there off of that some posted pictures like that on Twitter uh-huh. look really cool. Right. So. And, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for both of them, but the Kong one has them fighting the Bat God of Death. <laughs> which looks like a crazy giant bat ghost thing, and yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Um, so there are cool things to look forward to still. Right. Comics to read, shows to watch. So nothing else, I mean, pieces that will still connect to this particular section of franchise. Right. Um, there is going to be an IDW book that's Godzilla and, like, the Defenders or something. Right. That's a bunch of kids, so it's very... It appears very Godzuki-like to me, huh? but it's a bunch of kids with Godzilla. That's cool. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's a kind of series. They're their own thing, though, too. Yeah, the IDW books aren't tied into... Yeah, they don't, connect to, they don't connect to the legendary comics or the legendary movies. movies. Right. So, yeah, like, it's a different thing, but... Still cool Godzilla stuff. Right. <laughs> so, speaking of Godzuki... I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but when Kong gets to Hollow Earth, there's this little scene of him running past these crab things, and then out of nowhere, it looks like a mini Godzilla a little bit shows up and eats one of the crab things, and it's just like a goofy-looking really? mini Godzilla wizard thing. Yeah. What? Okay, yeah, I didn't notice that in the front. I, like I said, I only watched it the one time. Yeah, so... And so it's only like a little tiny scene, but it's like right when he's when he's run when you when they're basically showing all of Hollow Earth stuff. Right. Yeah, there's this little scene of him running past and these crab things come out and then all of a sudden this I remember the crabs. This lizard thing comes out and eats one of them and has like like I said, it's goofy looking. It's not like serious, it's got like a smile on its face and stuff. <laughs> but I'm wondering uh, if that's supposed to be like a Hey, this Godzilla. is another Godzilla species that's a little one or I mean, I guess it could be. That's. I'll that's show you in real time because it's yeah, kind yeah. of a funny. That's a. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> huh. Well, that's basically Godzilla. I mean, movie wise, it's a good movie. It's fun. If you like Godzilla stuff, you'll like it. If you like the comic movie, you'll like it. The. Just the way the movie moves is really cool. I mean, all the CGI is great. Story wise, I mean, could we have a little less people? Probably. But there's always room for less people. That's kind of always the thing with yeah. these. So originally, I think the fights are the best of all of them. Like, the fights in this movie top every single one of them they've done so far. Um, story-wise, I had some pretty serious problems the first time I watched it. <laughs> and I guess here's your benefit of it being on HBO Max right now, as I watched it two more times, two or three, I don't know, since then. And there are details that they, like, say really fast. And if you're not paying any attention, you're kind of like, what the heck? Why are they doing things this way? 
but they do kind of, and I liked it, I liked it a lot more after I could kind of piece those things together in my head. Sure. Um, so, I don't know. How would you rank them? How would you rank these new ones? Oh, man. As far so as the, the movie four, concerned? Godzilla 2014, uh, Kong Skull Island, King of the Monsters, and I Godzilla vs. Kong. Out of the group of them, I probably like Skull Island the best. Right. But I'm also a, a slave to Sam Jackson a little bit. So right. I, I mean, that, and he's just so good in that. I mean, he's bad, but he's so good. Right. So, like, I don't know. Of the group of them, I think I probably like that one. That one probably best. Second best, just the Godzilla story. Uh-huh. Because, like, it, it moves really cool, and all the stuff with Ghidorah is so cool. Do you, you mean the second one, King of the Monsters? King of the Monsters, Monsters yeah. And Rodan and Mothra. The first, the first Millie Bobby Brown movie. Right. So not not the first Godzilla with Aaron Taylor Thomas, the second one. The Aaron Taylor Thomas movie, I mean, I don't dislike it. Right. And other than, like, Quicksilver and his, his sister, Scarlet Witch, want to be <laughs> married, which just reminds me of the uh, Ultimates Volume 3, where there's a little too much brother-sister love. <laughs> other than that, I mean, that movie, I don't... I, it's all right. So it is pretty interesting, all the Marvel connections. Oh, yeah, there's a lot because of Because there was that in that movie, and that was at the same time as Avengers 2. As it was. And so Kongsville Island came out... Shortly, I mean, around the same time as, um, oh, what was, uh, I can't, the Thanos movie. I can't think of the first one's name now for some uh, reason. Infinity War. Right. It's a similar time frame, and it had, um, Sam Jackson and, um, Reed Larson, both in it. And they were both in, yeah, he, all three of them were in Kong Skull Island. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So there's some kind of funny... My guess is they were already working on something right there, and they were like, sure, sure, we'll do the other one, too. Why right. Not? Well, correlation-wise... I mean, they're not the same companies, but I guess if no. you're working on something, and you can work with the same people and move to something else, then sure. why not? Well, it was... it was it, With the Brie with the Kongsville Island, it was way before Captain Marvel stuff, but as far as, like, a thing, that may have been what got her the nod in the first place. Because I heard Sam Jackson also did a movie that that she directed called Unicorn Store on Netflix. Oh, I forgot about that. So, yeah. like, and they're so buddy-buddy in Captain Marvel that it's almost annoying. Uh-huh. But, like, buddy-buddy to the point that you're like, this is real. This is right. like real. This is how they really are with each other. Uh-huh. Which is fine. I mean, that's awesome. Having Sam Jackson as a friend is great. Right. Good for you, lady. That's awesome. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think it all stems from Skull Island. Right. So, like, just as a thing, I mean, most people don't remember that that's Brie in there. Because uh-huh. when she's got her brown hair and not blonde hair, she looks way different. Right. Like like a different person. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, as far as, like, weird correlations between Marvel people and uh, and Godzilla Kong people, yeah, there's a handful of them that are... There's a couple, yeah, that yeah. make it both ways. So, I guess, my ranking of them, it's really hard for me, because there's, like... So, I would say get the first Godzilla is fourth for me, too. But, when I went back and rewatched it, I, re- I liked it way more than I remembered. You know, I kind of, after watching the other ones, I was like, I didn't like that one as much. I rewatched it, and I was like, man, this one's really good. It has, like, a really serious tone, and is kind of, like, a different thing than the other ones. But it's good in its own ways. Sure. And, after that, it's really hard for me, because I like 
console island lot because well, we have the Sam Jackson factor, but we also sure. have John Goodman in it, which is awesome. I also like that it's more like serious monsters, like they're killing and eating people and stuff, and not just oh, yeah, kaijus. Like all stuff. those Muto things. Right. Kill that entire group of soldiers. Right. So, I like that one. Man, it's hard. I would put that one towards the top, too. And I think King of the Monsters is probably my favorite of all of them. Um, but that one I had my own personal preferences towards, too, because it's a Michael Doherty movie. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he helped write Kong, or Godzilla vs. Kong, too. So he had his own little hand in that one, too. It's so hard for me. That top one is kind of like a three-way tie between <laughs> Kong Skull Island, Godzilla vs. Kong, and King of the Monsters. That's good, though. Yeah, yeah they're, all, they're all good. I, I like all of them. They're all really good. And if for whatever reason you haven't watched... I don't imagine you would have listened to this whole thing and not watched any of them. But, right. But they're all worth checking out, especially if you like the monster thing. Well, sure. I mean, if you could skip one, I guess the first one you could skip. Right. Because it... I mean, we get some cool stuff in it. Like you said, it's got a different tone to it. And if you want to see the whole quick stuff and her brother being married thing, then there, it's, in, it's in there. And it, it does set up Monarch and stuff. It does. become a pretty big thing later. It does set up the company. And, like, as far as pieces... It's got action pieces, too. Right. But as far as, like, a thing, if you were going to be like, man, I can't watch four movies, well, okay, go on and skip that one. Yeah, start Skull Island, King of the Monsters. Right. Yeah. It'd be the easiest path, I mean. I would just watch all of them, but I guess if you had to you sure. kick one I'm out. I'm just saying if you're going to cut one of them off, you know, Survivor Island style. I guess if you had to skip one skip the first one. I would just watch them all, though. They're all, they're all really good. You're saying they're all, they're all on HBO Max, right? Right. All of them are on HBO Max, as well as, like, all the original Godzilla movies. So if you're, like, really into it, like I've been doing for the past month, I've just been watching, like, one a night, basically. <laughs> Man. But. <laughs> well, if you want to see this, this battle in the old days with dudes in monkey suits and... So ironically suits. enough, King Kong vs. Godzilla is not on there. Oh, it's not on there? All of them did not be oh, on there. That man. one is not on there. That's weird. But, so they've got all the original Godzillas. They also have the original King Kong, the 70s King Kong. I want to say they have the 2000s King Kong with Jack Black in it, too. So you can watch, like, several other King Kong movies as well as all the Godzilla movies. You just can't watch the original. Versus. Right. I'm going to tell you you can find pieces of it on YouTube because I've seen them. Right. Well, between YouTube and maybe your dollar store has a... Uh, right, well, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, like you found the DVD version of it. I got that a long time ago, but you never know. You never know. It's <laughs> good stuff, man. Um, well, I mean, that's about it on Skull Island, I guess. Not Skull Island. King of the Monsters? No. Godzilla vs. 2014? Yeah. I got confused with what was going on. <laughs> so that's... That's pretty much it for Kong vs. Godzilla. Godzilla vs. Kong. I mean, you feel however you want to feel about it, Ross. <laughs> Mo- monkey vs. Lizard, Lizard vs. Monkey. It's the same idea. That's true, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, so so what did you learn today, Ross? So I learned today that um, if you eat something's brains, you gain their knowledge. Oh, man, it's, it's something true. you gotta go, <laughs> got to go back to... <laughs> Man, Planet Terror, that's where you learned that originally. Oh, yes. So jumping all the way back really quick, yeah. to say one of the funniest scenes in this movie was, 
I guess they were like, how are we going to feed Kong when we got him on a boat? And they just dump a bunch of fish on him. He just has the dumbest look on his face when he's eating, like, a handful of raw fish and there's, like, blood going everywhere. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. I don't think it's supposed to be hilarious, but definitely is. It's, it's super funny looking. So, apparently raw fish, I mean, we all like sushi. Sure. <laughs> it's bones and everything. Even the eyes. That's fiber. Super gross. <laughs> Iron? Well, I don't know. I'm both. <laughs> so what did I learn today, Ross? Um, you learned that Lethal Weapon is awesome. I already knew that. Dang. Lethal Weapon's always awesome. <laughs> I think I told you Lethal Weapon's awesome. <laughs> so you really learned two things today. That's fine. Now I'm full. No more learning. <laughs> well, eat, eat the brains of your, vic- of your victims? No. Brains of your enemies. Both. Don't eat brains at all. All the brains. That's, all the that's time. your PSA. Don't don't eat brains. You really shouldn't. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it for this episode. Um, as far as books to watch or whatever, then we do have the two. I would say the OGMs coming out: the one for Kong and the one for Godzilla. Uh, so if you really dig this stuff. Look for those. They're also re-releasing. They're doing a, a trade that is. I think it's just the last Godzilla trade, as well as the four-part Kong miniseries all in one book. So, those are good. I liked those, too, so... Sure. They're worth checking out if you, if you want more of it. Right. And those, I mean, at this point, I want to say the the two new ones haven't come out yet. I think they come out in a couple weeks. So, I think when you're listening to this in time, they're either already in the world, you're going to have to get on eBay or Amazon or, you know, whatever. Go go to your store. I mean, I say go, go to local store and ask about it, see if they can get it free still. But, yeah, as, as far as things, as they check those out, um, we didn't rate it. What would you? I mean, we ranked them, but what would you rate this movie? Rating for the movie? Yeah. Man, uh, may I go to four stars? Four, four score, four score, seven years? No, I go to four. There you go. Since we do a five stack thing of stuff, I go to four. Final answer. What do you, you score, Ross? I, I'm either in the same boat or like a four and a half. Like I really, really liked it. First time watching it. I have my problems with the logic of the story. Second and third time, I, I don't know if that's a... Is that Stockholm Syndrome when you... I'm going to say that maybe you've been beaten <laughs> the submission by the movie, and you spent so much time watching it that the extra half points in there, so four is the right answer. Okay. Works for me. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Uh, we can check all of our other podcasts and video stuff out on the TopOfComicsPodcast.com website. Uh, you can find us on Instagram as well, Top 5 Comics Podcast on Instagram, Facebook. Um, check out all other shows. We've got, got the uh, Action Figure Deconstruction, which is a YouTube channel video. Well, it's a YouTube show about action figures and stuff. And deconstruction. And, well, I mean, sort of. Do you take them apart? I mean, we unbox them. Almost the same. And not really. sort of play with them. So, I mean, it's not... We don't, yeah, we don't really take them apart. You can film my dogs, and then it will be That's a terrible, that's, it's called Eating Action Figures, <laughs> which is a new show coming out from Ross and the Dog Pile, Eating Action Figures. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a good thing, I'm just it saying... It typically ends with emergency vet visits. <laughs> which is also not a good idea. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Man, yeah, don't, never mind, don't, don't try to find that, it's a bad idea. <laughs> we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna do that. Um... But yeah, you can check out that Scovillionaires, our buddy's Hot Shots Review Show. Um, there's also a link for that on the website. 
Uh, but yeah, like, follow, subscribe, share it with your friends. Because you need more followers in life, because that's how the world works. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, to keep? To keep. That's what I like.